Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Ball Caps and Bagpipes. This is season four already, um, episode one of season four. My name's John McKellar, and I play for the Glasgow Comets. And I'm Jason Durr, former league president and Baseball Scotland Hall of Famer. Worked that time, I heard you just fine. I hope that everybody else did as well, Jason. Uh, it's good to be back uh, for the long off season. Um, we had a COVID shortened season in 2021. Um, coming off the back of no season really at all in, se- in season 2020. So it's really great that we've got a full season to look forward to. We've just had opening day this past week. Apologies that we weren't able to preview that last week. We both had uh, other commitments going on. Um, we have uh, returning guest Paul Convoy, the president of Baseball Scotland, coming on tonight to talk about the uh, AGMs and the, the different rules and stuff like that that might have been implemented over the course of this offseason and to talk us through the scheduling and just to have a chat about the vibe following opening day. Um, first off, though, how are you doing, Jason? It's been a while. Yeah, doing fine. Like I said, it was a long break, it seemed like, and uh, it's good to be back. Like I said, opening day absolutely crept up on me, and I was not expecting it to be last weekend. So uh, good to see there's baseball. I snuck down to watch about an hour of baseball and catch up with a few guys, uh, and, and just great to see baseball on the field there. Yeah, like you say, it did creep up on us a bit. It was a cracker, however. Um, three excellent ball games, uh, two derbies, and a Tport uh, versus Aberdeen game. Um, let's start off uh, as we usually do with the, the recap of the weekend. Uh, where would you like to start on the map, Jason? Well, we can start with the Tayport game because I said we've got the stats from there. We didn't actually get updates, and that's our bad because again, the season crept up on us, and we were going to get some more info on this. And uh, I'm working on a comms plan, so we actually have more information to say there. But final score there was what was it? 15, 15, 15. to zero. Fifteen to zero. It looks like it was a one hitter by Xing Yan, the professor. He was obviously putting on a lesson that way. And I'm looking at the stats there, and it looks like almost everyone on Tayport had at least a hit. So uh, congrats to Tayport. They, they started weak last year, finished strong, and they continued on to that winning tradition of this year. So uh, way to go, guys. Absolutely. Great as well to see Cool Hand Luke up there, like Shin Yen back on the mound. Um, hopefully we'll see him for the full season, and if we do, it has to be said that uh, he could be the, the asset that takes Tayport from being kind of bottom dwellers last year to being up around the top fighting for that title. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was a key addition for them, and I was glad to see him back on the field again. Uh, he, he, when I chatted to him last year, he was kept uh, asking me when I was coming back. He, he was like, I came back. It's your turn to come back. So we'll see. Um, one thing I will note, um, I did have some notes on all the games. Uh, from whatever I could glean, but they're on my computer, which uh, has decided to die on me last minute before we came on. So uh, I don't have any stats or anything for any games other than mine. And uh, even at that, I didn't I didn't manage to keep hold of uh, everything in here uh, from the, the single-A game, and I missed the triple-A game because I had to take my son home. Um, but let's, uh, let's move on to sort of more detail on the Tayport game, if you've got that there in the box score. If that's what I was talking about there. So, uh, going to see, look at that. Like I said, it looks like everyone scored at least one run or got a hit. So, uh, we'll, we'll have a better, more information on, on this next time. But, yeah, yes, so basically, like to, to, summarize, to summarize, a comprehensive win for Tayport on opening day. Um, absolutely. A big, a big pace setter for them. And uh, Jason West will be absolutely delighted with that result, I'm sure. Yep, I'm, I'm looking at it really quick. It doesn't look like it was uh, uh, a lot of singles. There's, there's no extra base hits that game. So uh, we're looking for that first home run of the season. Who's uh, 
who's going to hit that first home run of the season? Who's going to be the home they're run leader? The, I'm curious. They're, what, taking what the, they're taking the John McKellar approach to hitting, it seems. Um, you mentioned <laughs> um, home runs. Now, there weren't any in Tripoli, I don't think, this weekend. But uh, in the Glasgow Comets, Glasgow Galaxy single-A derby, which was the only game of the, the week in the single-A division, there was a home run. It was an inside-the-park job by debutant Matthew Gill, who plays for the Comets single-A team. Um, he ripped a fly ball over the centre fielder to buy a rate. Tobieta Ryman's head into a deep centre. Um, it went all the way to the fence and he managed to make it all the way around the bases. So uh, an inside the park home run on his first day. It doesn't get better than that. Unfortunately, it only goes downhill for him. So we wish you the best of luck the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you keep that up, then that will be smashing. But yeah, the Comet single-A team uh, took that, that opening day game in the single-A division by a final score of 13-3. Um, really good pitching from Ian Davidson for the first couple of frames with Danny Quinn uh, picking up a scoreless, uh, I think it was the fourth, it went, it went to the top of the fourth and then time limit kicked in. Um, so a 13-3 game. Um, good to be back on the field from my perspective. Um, it was uh, just great to see how many new faces there are in Glasgow. Um, both the Calumets and Galaxy have numerous new faces who have started over the winter. Um, so it really bodes well for the future of both divisions uh, in Glasgow, both the single-A teams and uh, obviously down the road, the triple-A teams as well, as, as these players get more and more confident, get more and more comfortable, get more and more um, to grips with the rules of the game and they uh, get more experience behind them. Um, there were the 13-3 scoreline. Now, the triple-A game in Glasgow was a cracker. Um, the, the Glasgow Comets went out to an early lead and led 10-4 as the top of the seventh started. Um, the game ended 15-13 in favour of the Galaxy. It was an absolute comeback for the ages by the visitors, the Galaxy, in that game. Um, you know, the, the pitching was really strong from Sani in the early innings, and then he gave, uh, he gave way to Brian McIntosh, um, who pitched really well for a couple of innings. Just in that seventh inning, the, the Galaxy the Galaxy just made such an amazing comeback. Uh, thank you, James Seahar. It's good to see you back, boys. See you back, guys. Uh, thanks so much, Jim. It's good to have you on uh, on board with us today. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, uh, the Galaxy Comets game, a derby for the ages, I think that's probably going to be up there with ones that, talk, that people talk about for a very long time to come. What's that look on your I face, froze. Jason? <laughs> I froze. You... <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, not the way we wanted to start off the, the season. This Absolutely is going to be Technically, MLB opening day is Thursday. We're going to be all ready for that. We're getting the kinks out. We'll be fine. But yeah, yeah. I was just... <laughs> <laughs> if it's really bad, just gotta, we'll just delete it for it. If it's really bad, we'll just, just delete it for everywhere and do it again. Uh, no, <laughs> It's fine. Um, no. uh, what, what it was is, uh, obviously, we get everyone's comments in here. And I got to my, our hmm. first spam comment. We've been doing this for, what, on the new platform for, like, what? couple episodes yeah i got spam on there for the first time so i was Fantastic. like what, what is this <laughs> i can't I, so, know, I can't i can't see the comments because of my current um situation i'm not on as like a, a an administrator i'm just on as a guest so i can't actually see any of the comments um so you're going to need to flash them across for me so i can read them um it's all good. We got there. It was just, I was just, yes, it was just a, a spam. I wasn't expecting someone to spam us already, but okay, <laughs> here we are. 
Was it one of those like earn such and such amount of dollars at home, or was it one of those like get Twitch followers? Twitch followers. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that happen before. Um, so the only other game of the week was uh, the Cannons and the Devils in the Edinburgh Derby. You know the Edinburgh Derby is usually my favourite derby, Jason. Um, <laughs> so why don't you uh, give us a wee bit on on the the Edinburgh Derby to the, this this past weekend? It was a seventy three Cannons victory. So I was only down there briefly, and I spent most of the time catching up with a few guys that I didn't know there. It was a lot of new faces out there, which was good to see. Um, I, I, it was definitely a very contested game. There was definitely some uh, uh, arguing going on the field, which was not unusual for those Cannons Devils games. And, and there, and it was uh, everyone was a little spicy, uh, but it was good to see. You know, the guys are clearly excited to be back left field. There was a it was a very short, uh, it was a very long offseason and a very short kind of preseason for them to get ready to yeah. the field. So you can see the guys were actually excited to be out there. Everyone was in good spirits and uh, on the field to win. So I, I must have missed all the exciting action when I was there because uh, I don't think there was a run scored for the hour I was there. <laughs> yeah, 7 3. I mean, that's a pretty tight scoreline for a Scottish baseball game. It looks like the pitching has been on point, the fielding's been pretty much on point. And it looks like the uh, the winners, the Cannons, have earned those hits and those runs that they've uh, managed to get across the plate to take that opening day victory. What do you think this does for the Devils, um, who obviously dominated so much last season um, on route to their championship? What do you think the opening day loss means for them? And do you feel that that could potentially um, kind of knock them off a bit in their, in their pursuit of the defence of that championship, considering just how tight and how and how close this, this season sort of uh, projects to, 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 to pan out? For them, I wouldn't be worried about them. I think they just had a little rest on the field. There was a couple of guys who I, I don't think have, had been able to make it to training beforehand there. So uh, it might be a rough April for them, but, you know, come May, June, July, watch out. I'd feel they'll be hitting their stride then, and then they could be a real powerhouse to deal with. Excellent. So that is the uh, that's the that's the wrap up basically for opening weekend. Apologies again that we've had some technical problems here. Apologies that I'm sitting uh, really really uncomfortably on the ed edge of my bed and not at my desk as usual. Um, so we will uh, we will try and get that sorted out uh, for next week and moving forward with the rest of this season. Um, we are going to be joined now by President of Scottish Baseball, a returning guest, Paul Convoy. Um, thank you so very much for joining us again, Paul. Uh, we're just going to. Have a wee chat tonight about this past off season, opening weekend, and uh, the schedule, um, and we'll look at where you expect things to to go uh, this coming season from a from a president standpoint. Um, first off, Paul, uh, let's talk about the off season. It's been a long off season. It's been, from what I can gather, quite a difficult one at times. Uh, there's been a lot of uncertainty in certain quarters. Uh, first off, how are you feeling about? Um, baseball in Scotland finally being back and finally being able to put that off season behind us all. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for having me back on the the podcast. Um, I'm glad that baseball is finally happening again. I was beginning to go do lally during off season, <laughs> just trying to get it all uh, organised and sorted. Um, we took a while to get the schedule out. There was a lot of unknowns regarding field availability in some cities and some unsure. Uh, where the clubs were going to fit within the league structure. But we finally got there. We've finally had opening day. And from all accounts, it went as well as, the fact, better than anybody could have expected this year. And everyone Absolutely. is excited to be playing. So. Absolutely. I know that when we took the field on Sunday, 
it was like a weight had lifted off us all. Um, it was like a dark cloud had passed by. Um, it felt so good to be uh, back on the field again and playing baseball, uh, which is what we're all here to do and what, what we're here to talk about. Um, now, it's been a long journey, I think probably a, a longer and more winding journey than most people watching or listening uh, will realise. Uh, I know that at one point there was one of the one of the cities that eventually did end up playing. There was a lot of doubt about whether they were going to make it into the league. Why don't you talk about uh, the issues they had in the run-up to the AGM and uh, how we managed to get to the point where Aberdeen, uh, the Granite City Oilers, were able to, to get back in in, in time and, and, and fuel the team this year? Um, oh. The I I don't want to get into the issues up in Aberdeen. That's that's for them to disclose fully. But they were really struck by, I think, COVID last year. Really took a lot of their their key players away because they went back home. Um, Aberdeen was a a real expat type say, um, and all the American stars, if you want to say that, you can use that word. Stephen Evans, the Jared Tomley, uh, Paul Rank. Those guys all had to leave either for going back home visas or other opportunities. Like Stephen Evans went down to coach um, the GB women's team. He's based in Sheffield just now. He's playing the National uh, League in, down, in, down in England. Um, Jared Tomley got a job down in London, so he's had to leave. So that's key players that are, that are missing. Uh, Federico Gambadotti got a job in Edinburgh, so while the Cannons are going to be gaming gaining an excellent player there, Aberdeen are losing it. And Connor Smith's uh, decided to play elsewhere as well. He's going to be joining the Edinburgh Cannons later on in the year um, after a trip to the States to get some coaching because he wants to develop his play to take his baseball further. He wants to actually develop a career in baseball. Um, so they've had a lot all at once, Aberdeen. And it was just a little bit of uncertainty about where their current players could fit in. And they have, they'd still have some excellent players. Um, but just not as strong as they might have hoped. And there was just ambiguity about weren't sure if they're going to be able to field a team at AAA level. And the thought around the league was we want them to be here. So the rest of the league rallied in and they'll be helping out as and when it's needed. So if the few pitching arms they've got during April tire out, the other club will lend them a, a pitcher from their bench. Um, just to get some baseball in, and hopefully by May they'll have fully recovered and found their stride and be playing some good baseball. Now you mentioned the lending of potential lending of pitchers. Is that the rule, or is this an exception to the rule that's been made specifically this year for Aberdeen? So for AAA, we went down the the route that it's as professional as we can be. You know, the nine on the field and the nine at bat. There's no DH. There's no tenth batter this year. Um, we're still playing seven innings just to keep pitching arms healthy uh, but it's kind of an exception that a player can be loaned out to another club for for game day um based on the current circumstances because last thing we want to do is see a team not field a team during the season just because of a, a slow start to the year you know yeah, I mean, you, you've you've got quite a lot of experience of that yourself over in Edinburgh, a team that you pretty much helped build and that you ran for quite a few years. The Giants obviously left us, uh, at least for the time being, back at the end of the 2019 season. Yeah. So you've been there and you've done that. Um, so it's, a, it's quite an understandable uh, move and certainly one I think helps the league because the trip to Aberdeen, although it's a three-hour long nightmare, the journey, um, it's it's a great day out and it's a great it's chance a for players. One, yeah. 
it's great it's a great chance for teams and players to to bond on the way um and have a have a laugh about things maybe not that aren't maybe baseball related you know it's a good yeah. chance to get to know your teammates as at a human level which only uh, which only ever helps the chemistry um now they have a they will be fielding a triple a team however they don't have uh, a team playing in the new single a division um how has that changed the structure of the division because obviously if you take one team out it becomes it's more of a it's more of a change than just one out you have to then move other pieces around so that they fit yeah. into what's left and um, talk us through that headache that particular headache and, <laughs> and how you how you attack that yeah, it wasn't just Aberdeen that we weren't fielding a, a single A team. We've only fielded one Edinburgh single A team this year as well. Um, they are now known as the Edinburgh Knights after much debate because the Devils and Cannes single A teams merged. They wanted a new identity to play under a single banner, so they've chosen chosen the Knights. And uh, I'm going to let them reveal their uniform, but it's, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll 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 leave that alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> it sounds like it's very unique. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's it, oh, it's special. I, I like it. I must admit, I do like it. I've, I've seen the preview, but I, it, uh, is it like my league style? And it's going to be like a a, a coat of armor on there. <laughs> uh, the the logo looks outstanding, though. Uh, Dylan uh, on the team, he has he has done a great design for a logo. Um. I'm, I'm looking forward to them sharing it publicly. <laughs> um, cool. But yeah, they're setting the schedule for four teams in the single A with six teams at AAA was a bit of a challenge. So the biggest thing you'll notice in the in the schedule is there's 16 AAA games for each team, but only 12 single A. Uh, and even then, there's still one weekend where there's going to be a couple of teams travelling elsewhere just to make the 12 games happen. Um mm-hmm. So I believe there's one uh, Glasgow Derby at single A that's going to have a possible move because the Glasgow Galaxy will be travelling. Um, but the beauty is it's a Glasgow Derby, so it can be moved to whenever best suits the two teams. Yeah. Um, and luckily, the Edinburgh team are capable of travelling to Tayport for the extra game, so that shouldn't be a problem for the schedule. Um, but that was a challenge to get things set up, it really was. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you overall quite happy though with the with the way the single A setup has has ended up being structured? When I first had it, when I first envisioned it, I, I wanted a, a full league of its own. I wanted seven inning games. Obviously, I was aware we had to have a time limit. But through discussions at board level, um, it was it was decided and agreed upon universally that it should be five inning games with a two hour time limit. Um, and to avoid cutting games short because of any mercy rules, there is no mercy rule. The difference is that for the first, well, until the final inning, you can only bat around the order once yeah. um, to keep the score you know, reasonable um, and other teams a chance to, to come back. Obviously, the final inning keeps going until there's three outs, but or time runs out. <laughs> but hopefully that provides a good a good balance of baseball. And obviously, that'll be reviewed every single season going forward. Yeah. I think that as someone who played um, in the single A game at the weekend, the new structure is uh, definitely a step up on last year. Um, last year, I think we were getting kind of one or three innings, and 
I don't think any single league game went and uh, went three innings last year. It was <laughs> it was rather ambitious to to, to try and uh, fit three innings into an hour with singly uh, or not even at the time singly, but development standard uh, baseball. Um, I think that the single time through the the order is really good because you're making sure that like everyone has a chance they have at least a couple of at bats, um, yeah. and if there's a really big inning, um, it's not going to eat into the time too much. Yeah. Um, so you are definitely controlling the the pace of that that league, um, and I think it's just a really well, real, really well thought out um, structure that's been put in place for singly this year. So absolute yeah. props for that. Um, back to um, the Edinburgh discussion for a sec. You had mentioned that there was only the one, uh, the Edinburgh Knights, the one singly team. Also, you guys have got two AAA teams out in Edinburgh. Right. Um, how is that going to work in terms of progression um, or kind of call-ups? Will the two teams be able to pick from the full pool or are there going to be sort of draftees, if you will, that are going to be owned by either the Cannons or the Devils? How's that going to work out there? It's kind of like a, a, a draft system. So when a new player comes in, they'll play for a while and then one of the teams will select them. Uh, the manager will discuss their needs and... If there's an opportunity to get called up to one of the teams, they will already know which team they're going to get called up to, as and when. Um, if, if, if they've been a cannon previously, they're, they're still technically with the cannons if they get called up, and vice versa with the Devils. Um, right. So there's a few players that obviously the league was just a full mix of levels. Um, there was guys that were cannons for a couple of years. Um, and the last thing you want to do is take that identity away from them because the form bonds, as you mentioned earlier, you, know, you get to know your team. Um, so that's that's key in Edinburgh, I feel. Um, but the the guys are excited to play as as the Knights, as far as I can tell. I've been involved in that group chat uh, for much of. <laughs> I tried to avoid it, but I added in <laughs> to clarify a few rules and stuff. So um, yeah, I do the test group chats. <laughs> let's uh, let's jump off that for a minute then and talk more a bit about uh, rules. Have there been any other kind of major rule changes that have been agreed at the league meetings uh, over the off-season that anybody watching or listening might want to know about in terms of especially if they want to play this year? Um, so at single A, that's where the, the big differences in regular baseball is. Um, so we are keeping the 10 batting lineup. So one person, you, you can have an extra batter to give more people game time. And the... The rule for AAA players coming down to play at single A level is you can have a single A pitcher to develop his pitching skills, but they cannot bat. They have to be replaced by a single A batter and vice versa for a catcher. If there's a single A pitcher learning the craft, you're allowed to have a AAA catcher be their catcher to help them develop and learn. But also that AAA player, a AAA catcher cannot bat and they have to be replaced by a single A batter in the lineup. Um, that's the key difference there. Um, and at AAA, it's just regular baseball. Nine on the field, nine at bat. New rules are much better, says C. Kelly Edits, my teammate Chris Kelly from the Comets. Uh, I completely agree with that. I did notice that Ian Davidson, who started uh, on the mound this Sunday for us uh, in the single A game, um, he wasn't batting. There was someone who batted in his place. What I think that also does as well is that gets two players off the bench who might not normally get a lot of uh, time at the plate, um, a full game worth of at-bats, and that 
is invaluable um, at this level. Um, it's really this is what the single A slash development league was instituted for, and that's exactly. to get people who might not necessarily always play um, regular game time, um, and to be able to do that, you, you know, if you take, if you, I mean, if you take like 10, 11, 12 people for a single A game. Um, everybody's pretty much going to get a chance to play, even though it is a shorter game. Um, so that's a really good, uh, a really good structure that's been put in place there for sure. Yeah, that's always the goal of it. The whole point of the single game was to allow people who are new to the game to learn in a comfortable environment, a little more relaxed, a little bit more fun, not super competitive like the AAA turned into. Um, and I'm kind of glad of that. I want guys to be super competitive at the high level because we want to try and go down. I mean, I'm, I'm part of a a conversation uh, to create proper national championships in years in the following years to come, where a Scottish team would be going down to compete at a national level in the yeah. UK, uh, and I want the very best to be down there representing us. Um, so to, ex- to expect new players to come in and be thrown into that environment, it can be quite daunting. It can put a lot of people off. So the single A league was that's the reason that we, we wanted to create it. Just allow you a bit more relaxed, a bit more fun, give you an opportunity to learn, and hopefully it works like that. <laughs> I certainly can see it. I can see that being the case. Uh, I think last year was a great taster. Um, this year, the structure is so much better. Like Chris said, um, from from playing in the game this past weekend, it was so much fun to be able to jump on for a for a game in the more kind of relaxed pace of the single A, but also know you were going to get some time. Uh, to, to actually play the game uh, instead of just the hour, which was uh, it was always good fun to have that hour while we were doing it. But then after that, a lot of times, you know, like us single-A guys, we're not going to play from the start in a lot of games. We're not going to necessarily play much of a part in the AAA side these days because of how competitive it is. Um, so we were kind of sitting for most of the game and we weren't really in the game anymore. Um, so I think that with the single-A game being longer, um, having a better structure, uh, that, that definitely solves that problem um jason what would you like to move on to next with paul do you have anything that you want to touch on with regards to the rule changes we've discussed no i, I said i'm on the board now so i was on board with everything that, that was there so i gotta i gotta hear that so it's, it's really interesting from from my perspective because um i'm trying to do it from a communications point of view and how we can actually you know, build the brand and get the stuff out there so it's been really interesting to listen to how the managers talk about things on the ground so you know like you're you're my you're my single a guy john like you, you know what's going on there uh and so it was just really interesting to hear how the teams are developing how their things are playing out there so uh it's been absolutely fascinating from my end to, to see how the, how the game's grown since uh five years ago when i left Let's touch on that actually, Jason. How are you feeling being back involved on a kind of more full time basis with the league? Although you're not back as a player yet, let's say. Um, <laughs> how does it feel to be, to be back and about it? Uh, you, you know, one of those things, it was, it's like all the old timers that, that I used to play with there. They come on down, they know Rory because Rory's still around, <laughs> and that's about it. So. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you know, it's one of those things. I'm sure I'll probably be down for a train to meet the guys there. Um, uh, you know, there was a couple of people I hadn't seen in a while, so it was just good to catch up. So, f- from my perspective, it's always nice to see the guys, uh, especially after being in the lockdown for the last two years and just kind of have ke- general catch up and see how people are doing. Yeah, and um, Paul, what is next for you now that 
opening weekend is out of the way. You know, you've had a long kind of winter of, you know, it feels like a lifetime ago that we had the awards bash back in uh, November. Since then, you've had meetings, you've had meetings, you've had meetings, you've had teams that were coming and going. Um, you've had uh, to basically rebuild uh, one of the divisions from scratch. Um, what comes next for you now that opening weekend is out of the way and you've been able to take a breath? Because obviously, as the president of the league, <laughs> you still are going to be very much uh, highly engaged with every aspect of the, the league uh, from now until uh, until October. Yeah, the, I do seem to get messages just constantly. I'm, I'm always involved in something. <laughs> uh, opening days out of the way, I can get back to looking at the umpires um, and setting up the proper umpire group that I want. Um, to to lead uh, Robert Dolan, who's based at Tayport, he's he's volunteered to sort of be the, the head umpire for the league, where the rest of the umpires will communicate together. I'm going to try and get that set up uh, for to really start next season, but we'll try and set it up for this season um, with the goal to create much higher standards of umpires throughout the the league, um, because without a good umpire system, you can't have good games of baseball. It's just that's not possible. Um, and we are we have the luxury of having three fantastic umpires based here in Scotland. Um, you know, Joseph in Edinburgh, Robert in uh, Tayport, and give Billy's due in Glasgow. He is he is very knowledgeable, very good. Um, and we've got guys learning uh, up and down the country as well. Uh, Casey up in Aberdeen has done a fantastic job up there. There's a few guys in Glasgow have been to a few of the coaching sessions. I'm myself being mentored by Joseph, and we have. The long stay, Wolfie, to be a third base umpire. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's one of the focuses I've got, and the rest is just still trying to build the brand of baseball Scotland, um, and take us up to that next level uh, before I finally offer up the seat of presidency for election. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then pass it on to the next generation and take a nice step back. <laughs> Typical politician. He's waiting until he's got all the good shit out of the way so he can say, oh, look at everything I've done in my track record. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's next in terms of uh, building the brand? And, uh, do you have anything in the pipeline that's uh, that's imminent or are you still working on a kind of framework for that? Yeah, I'm still looking to create three set level you know, Scotland teams with their own names and their own identities. Uh, and with the start of the single A league, I've asked the managers to set out, uh, you know, players that just uh, keep it internally at the board level, but at single A, double A, and triple A. So then that would be the players we then choose the Scotland squads from at that level, as and when there's competitions up and down the UK. Because another thing that's coming out of this discussion for national championships is having more all-star tournaments based around the UK. Uh, throughout the year. I'm trying to have a standard UK programme and uh, UK schedule. So here's when games are played, here's when tournaments are played. So while there's a triple A tournament down in Bristol, there could be a double A tournament in Newcastle and a single A tournament in Glasgow. You know, that could it, it could happen and it, sh it should happen. It's for the growth of the game across the country um, up and down the UK. Um, so that's the next things as far as the brand goes. And then we, of course, with new teams and new logos comes new merchandise which we can hopefully sell to raise some funds so <laughs> that's that's where that's heading fantastic now um i want to touch on uh 
tournaments. Um, are there any tournaments coming up that uh, we should be on the lookout for? Are we doing Kent this year, or what's going to be the, the, the script there? I know that we have added something to the, the schedule this year in Scotland yeah. that's very exciting, which is the, the, the All-Star Weekend in Edinburgh. Um, so first off, let's talk about the uh, the kind of uh, UK tournaments, and then we'll get into the All-Star deal, because I want to hear more about how that came about and what that's going to look like. Uh, yeah, but first but, off, uh, tournaments down south, Kent. Yeah, sadly, we've not been able to secure any place in a tournament down south this year. But I'm hoping we can get something at the end of the year. Um, I'll be hitting up the guys in Newcastle, who I know were keen to do something with the, the north of England and Scotland. Uh, and I've even been looking at uh, some tournaments abroad with the options of Austria or the Netherlands. Fantastic. Being, being two. Um, and we have contacts in Tenerife as well <laughs> for some for some sunny winter baseball. But, uh, you know, who's keen on getting on a plane just now? Mm, not sure. <laughs> uh, but as far as uh, a tournament here in Scotland, we've scheduled in the calendar a 4th of July baseball festival. Um, now, it might be in Edinburgh, it might not be. <laughs> <laughs> or still to really affirm the, lo uh, the location of that, but the idea is that it's going to be like baseball, a, a, an all-star game for AAA and single A, um, bringing everyone together. We're going to try and get uh, a women's game involved that weekend, and have some youth baseball as well. Uh, it'll be a full, a full festival, hopefully Saturday and Sunday. Uh, and, well, you're Taking a page at WrestleMania's book and going the two nights, two, two day long. Yeah, uh, it's going to be spectacular. stupendous. It, yeah, I was going to say, it's going to be stupendous. Though. Yeah. <laughs> if we head to Amsterdam, I don't think many of the squad would be fit to play, says Chris Kelly. Um, yeah, I said, I said the Netherlands, Chris. No, no Amsterdam. <laughs> no, that's silly. What else would be new, quite frankly, at the end of the day? <laughs> Ireland wasn't much better than, you know, so. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Albert. But um, <laughs> so, how will the all-star teams be decided then at each level? Will it be a vote, or will it just be a case of coaches getting together um, and, and picking players who sit and saying like this guy or girl has done uh, well enough to be able to represent the his his or her division at this uh, this particular weekend? Yeah. Um... That's something we didn't really discuss. Yeah. And <laughs> the, what, will the, what will the teams be? Will it be East versus West? Or will it be a, uh, a situation yeah. where it's... The idea was that it would be a Glasgow, Edinburgh, and then a mix of Tayport and Aberdeen. But with the Aberdeen situation, that might change slightly. So it might be a, a one game picked between three teams um, on each side. Uh, so kind of regional, like a regional yeah. type of deal then? Yeah. But, you know, um, we never know. It could be a round-robin type thing if that that was the original plan hopefully we can still do that but there's nothing been set in stone yet all we know is there's going to be fun baseball with it uh, sounds great and yeah and, and jason will get the barbecue fired up and get those sexy legs <laughs> ahead again like he did last year absolutely <laughs> that's that's the best part of uh the fourth of july tournament you know as you get the hot dogs out and deep fry the twinkies you know that's to live yeah. the high life <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, let's talk about the postseason this year. What's the structure for the Caledonia Cup tournament going to be this year? Um, and are, are there any kind of major changes that have been made there, or is that that postseason tournament going to remain largely the same? 
Uh, so the postseason, uh, the regular season finishes mid-April, uh, the fourteenth of uh, April. My goodness, fourteenth of August is the end. That's of a quick regular. season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With uh, a couple of makeup weekends for any rain delays, uh, rain rained off games or anything like that. Uh, with the postseason starting the first weekend of September, and it's a four-team postseason. So AAA, the bottom two are not going to be progressing. Um, but that does mean that singly, all four teams will get a chance to play in a postseason uh, format. So one weekend will be the sort of the final four. Next again weekend will be the the finals. Um, ideally. The AAA and single A finals will be in one particular city. So if the AAA is in Edinburgh, the single A will be in Glasgow type thing, and then the final will be in the one city together, played played back to back. So and obviously, where people finish in the league depends on the the venue. <laughs> <laughs> so will it be a case of uh, the winners of each division will get home field? Perfect. That's the idea. That's, I mean, I'm excited for the postseason already, and we're only one week in. That sounds amazing. <laughs> a, I think that's such a better structure, especially at the AAA level with the four teams, because it means that everyone yeah. is playing for something all the way through. Um, so yeah, like the the four team postseason, I think. Um, I think the postseason should be obviously in our league. You want it to be as inclusive as possible yeah. because everybody should get a chance to play, but it should also be as exclusive as possible to exactly. make the the regular season really mean something. And yeah. if, like you said earlier, we're trying to make it as, quote, professional as we possibly can, um, to use a phrase, uh, you know, we're trying to make it as competitive as possible in AAA. Um, so it's really good that everyone's going to have something to really play for, even if you're kind of mid-table, middling. Yeah. Every week you can't really afford to kind of lay back and look behind you because uh, there could be somebody that's going to uh, go, go straight past you if you do that um, mid-season. So that's that's really exciting uh, news and, and such a... Um, such an exciting a season ahead just to get a full schedule out of the way um, after the last couple of miserable years that we've had <laughs> and all the headaches uh, that I'm sure you must have been dealing with, yeah. uh, not just this past off-season, but certainly 2020 and even through last year, which was, all things considered, a massive success for us. Yeah. Um, is there anything else uh, that we should know about this coming season? Any other real changes or uh, kind of highlights that you wanted to, to hit on tonight, Paul? Uh, nothing that we've not already touched on. No, it's... Uh... Fairly straightforward season this time, <laughs> which is a relief. Right. Yeah. Um, unless uh, Jason has anything else for you, Paul, we'll let you go then. Right. No, I was to say he's he's not told about the secret weapon in Edinburgh. We we now have four paid players, you know, playing for him now. So keep your eye out. <laughs> we recruited Wait. hard in the off season. <laughs> Where's my money? If only we had the fun. <laughs> All, all I'm going to say is there is a once Jason sees these Knights jerseys, he might suddenly pick up a bat and swing right-handed. That's, that's... <laughs> Fantastic! He fucking hates Knights, so he does. <laughs> um, so, uh, do we need to get the the Baseball Scotland Players Union going and make sure we all get some guaranteed pay or something? What's going on? Here? <laughs> oh dear. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Well, real quick then, before you go, Paul, um, how are you feeling about the Major League season? Are you going to watch opening day? What's your plans for opening night on Thursday? I will be watching. Um, probably on delay because I've got an important meeting Friday morning at work that I can't move, which is really annoying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll be I'll be watching. Um, 
probably from behind my sofa because the Phillies aren't looking too hot this year defensively so far. That's it, yeah. If they can swing the bat as well as I've been doing pre uh, the preseason, I'll be happy. But yeah. Ropey bullpen and ropey defence is still on the still on the agenda, I think, in uh, old Philadelphia. <laughs> well good luck to you, fellas, Paul. And thanks so much again for joining us on the show. No worries. All right, man. Thanks so much. We'll see you in there. Um, Jason, before we finish up, uh, just a couple of wee quick things that I wanted to touch on from the Glasgow side. Um, the Glasgow Baseball Association went down to Liverpool to play the Trojans twos. Uh, this, not this past Sunday, but the previous. Um, and I just wanted to quickly give a shout out to those guys um, and thank them for for welcoming us. They were absolute. They were an absolute blast. Um, it was great to play in England for the first time for me, um, and uh, it was good to play. You got capped. Yeah, well, I, I'm, could I could I really be capped though? Because it wasn't Scotland; it was Glasgow. Oh, fair enough. Okay, I'm capped for Glasgow. That's good enough. Yeah, I'm capped for Glasgow. That's good enough. Um, wonderful city. I had never been to Liverpool before. Um, it was just it was just a great experience. Um, and it's it's funny because they have four different levels in Liverpool, and we were playing the second highest. So it was kind of a standard of baseball that I'm not really used to. Um given that I play mostly kind of development stuff nowadays. Uh, so that was a, a really great experience. And I even managed to pick up a couple of wee hits as well and made a really great catch. I made the best catch in my life in outfield. I mean, go figure, I quit playing the outfield two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was nice. just a really well, great I'm glad experience. to hear you guys had a good time down there. Yeah, yeah, we all went out for... Uh, a couple of drinks with some of the with some of the Liverpool guys as well. Um, I didn't stay late because obviously, as you know, I'm a boring bastard. But uh, it was a really a really fun night getting to getting to spend some time with uh, both teammates of mine like Santino um, and uh, Ian Davidson, uh, and also um, a couple of the Galaxy folks uh, and also just a few of the, the Liverpool the Liverpool guys. Um, so yeah, thanks again to Liverpool for having us and. Um, Thanks uh, especially to Ian Davidson, who uh, used to play for the Trojans and was the one who kind of arranged it all. Um, so my teammate Ian, uh, big uh, big time uh, hats off to you. Um, there was also the Glasgow Baseball Awards bash this past Friday night. Um, I was unable to attend because I had my son, so <laughs> I'm not really able to give a rather a, a massive in-depth uh, list of award winners because, like I said earlier, um, all my notes are on my computer, which isn't currently working. Um, That's right, because that's something to chat about next week. We'll have the whole yeah, list there. Yeah, I'll rhyme off the list next week, but I just want to give a big uh, congrats to all the award winners from Friday, uh, just in general. And uh, it looks like from the pictures and video I saw, everyone from Glasgow had a wheel of a time. So, uh, yeah, just to cut those just those couple of things. Is there anything else you want to cover tonight, Jason? No, I think it's good. Just glad baseball's back and kind of this crept up on us. And, uh, mm. you know, with the MLB season kind of unsure what's going to happen. It was uh, kind of dicey there. So so glad to see it's, it's turned to April. We've got games on. Thursday night's opening day. And, yeah. you know, keep your eye out for J-Rod on the Mariners. That's all i got to say. I think I've decided that I'm going to watch one or two early, early games a month, roughly, um, and catch highlights when I can fight, when I feel like it. Um, but, like, you know, as you know, I've I haven't been, I haven't exactly been quiet about how much I don't like Major League Baseball these days, um, but uh, yeah, it's good to have baseball back in this country, and it's great that we're going to be able to play a full season 
and it's good to be back on the show. Uh, it's just unfortunate that we've had so many technical difficulties tonight for opening night after last week when we were wanting to get back and weren't able to do so because of the other commitments. Um, so yeah, it's just good to finally get this one out of the way, quite frankly. We'll be back next Tuesday at 9pm with uh, hopefully a guest and we'll talk through the, uh, the second week of fixtures. Absolutely. Uh, just getting everything lined up for our exit here. So that's all for us this time. Uh, thanks for checking in. We'll be again live tomorrow and uh, not tomorrow, next week. And we'll <laughs> have uh, everything running there and hopefully no technical difficulties there. So uh, that wasn't the plan for tonight. So that's all for me and see you guys next week. Thanks again, everybody. Please catch us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash caps and pipes, Twitter at caps and pipes. You can follow uh, Jason's other podcast at Tea and Tops, and uh, you can follow us on Instagram, all caps and bagpipes. So check it out. Uh, we're on Twitch as well. Um, what's the Twitch handle? Is it just all caps and bagpipes? Yeah, it's just caps and pipes. Caps and pipes. So check us out on Twitch as well. Um, we apparently got our first nah, spam check. Uh, comment through Twitch earlier tonight. So that was that was good. That's that's another one to check off with the bingo card. Um, yeah, thanks again. Uh, thanks once again for joining us, everyone, and we will see you next week. All right, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, bye.